Hey everybody, what's up? My name is Drew Wilson. This is the Narwhals Podcast, episode one. I'm here with my buddy Karen Flanagan. What's up, Karen? Hey guys, how's it going? I'm sure it's going good, but they can't talk back to you because this is a podcast. <laughs> it's going good. Oh, they did. Um, so this is the Narwhals Podcast. It's something new. I'm starting with Karen. We're excited about it. Um, it's going to be a little different, hopefully, uh, than what the what the other podcasts are out there that you guys are listening to already. Um, what it is, is it's a podcast about people like Kieran and I and many of you who build stuff, you design, you develop, and you also run companies, right? So you got the, the triple whammy. Um, so it's a little, it's like a step beyond the unicorn, I guess, the unicorn being a design designer and developer. This is a narwhal, people. This is, this is a curly-horned whale uh, instead of a curly-horned <laughs> horse. Uh, that uh, designs, develops, and runs businesses. So that's what it's all about. We're going to be talking about um, tech. We're going to be talking about work and designing, developing. We're going to be talking about biz, and we're going to be talking about family and working from home because we both do that. And we'll have people on here every now and again, um, pals and other people who are doing the same kind of stuff. And uh, this that's what the show is going to be like. It's just going to be us talking about what we do and uh, the way we do it. So... What's not to love? What is not to love about that? So we're gonna we're gonna get to know our hosts, um, and this is gonna be a casual show, in case you couldn't already tell. Um, but uh, I'm gonna let Kieran go first. Tell him or tell you guys a little bit about himself. Yeah, I am Kieran Flanagan. I go by Aliox online. Hopefully, some of you know me. Uh, if not, you will. Um, I am a iOS developer and a UI de- UI designer. Uh, primarily, I do a lot of front-end stuff uh, in general uh, on the on the web. Um, I've done a, a little bit of print, uh, but right now it's mostly focused on, on iOS dev uh, and design and general product design. Um, just finished working on an app called Reissued. Um, that's pretty cool. You should check it out. Uh, I work from home with my beautiful daughter, usually scampering around somewhere, um, and that's kind of, that's my deal. Yeah, where are you based out of? A beautiful San Diego. Indeed, indeed. Um, you know that place, right? I do know that place. I'm right right now I, I'm in the middle of a, I don't know what it's called, but a, a venture away from San Diego, unfortunately. A sabbatical. A sabbatical, sure, yeah. Like a forced sabbatical. A forced one. <laughs> now, I got family up in Washington State. My wife has wanted to move back here for a while. So we're here just for a year, and then we'll be back down to Carlsbad in San Diego, which will be awesome. Um, but my name's Drew Wilson. Um, I also am a designer developer guy and, uh, and I have, uh, a, a, a few different apps that I run right now, made some in the past. Um, I'm Drew Wilson on Twitter. DrewWilson.com is my website. You can see all the stuff I've made in the past by scrolling to the bottom. There's a timeline and, uh, continuing to make more things. Um, yeah, right now I'm in Washington state, but really I'm from San Diego, so let's just pretend that's where I live. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see. Um, you might you may have heard me on the industry podcast. That was my last podcast. That and the execute podcast uh, before this one. So I haven't actually been on a podcast show. Had my own show in a long time, and so I was kind of kind of excited to get back into it and want to do something different. Want to do something more personal, more um, more about uh, how I work and what I do, and and meeting other people that do the same thing. Uh, cause I know there's a lot of, a lot of you have asked me multiple times, like, 
you know, how do you work from home? What, what do you do that? Do you have any tips? All that kind of stuff. And it'd be great just to get other people doing the same kind of stuff on here and uh, sure. talking about how they do it. So I think a lot of people do it. They just don't, they don't necessarily talk about it. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like the, it's kind of how it is on the web. Like the people who are talking and blogging are the experts, you know, uh, not by For sure. any other measures, just in the fact that they're talking and blogging about it, which usually is a sign that they are too. But, um, so yeah, it'd be great to get us talking about it and other people doing the same thing, talking about it. But I have a question for Kieran. Um, Shoot. You work from home. Tell me a little bit about how you happen to manage working on client stuff, working on your own stuff, while at the same time having family around. How does that work for you? Yeah, def- definitely very tricky, uh, as we all know, who are in this situation. Um, I have one daughter uh, who just turned one recently, so that's been <laughs> its own adjustment period. Yes. But even before that, switching to when I moved out to San Diego from from Boulder, Colorado, uh, it was kind of my first transition into full-time working at home, uh, mostly because I was, still, I was actually still working remotely for the company in Boulder. Um, so that... I feel like it t- it took me maybe a couple months to get uh, into a swing of things. Um, I think primarily at that point, the biggest kind of hurdle uh, was just routine. Was it was establishing the new, you know, do I get up and shower every morning? Do I get up and just <laughs> hop right on the computer? Do I get dressed? Uh, do, get do, dressed? I, do I force myself to, to take breaks and actually go outside and... Um, you know, interact with human beings. Do I clean my teeth? Um, <laughs> right. And then uh, once you kind of establish your pattern, which was involved, you know, making sure I was taking time to taking a break for lunch, making sure to go for a run and actually uh, get away from the monitor. Uh, I actually got su- super comfortable and, su- and super good at defining those, those guidelines of working from home. Um, and then of course you throw an infant, a newborn into the mix uh, and everything kind of got turned up on its head. Mm-hmm. Uh, where all of a sudden my office was fa- my office was fair game uh, for for a kid walking in or crawling in at any moment, uh, and obviously if if I hear crying in the other room, it's not like I can I can easily ignore that. Um, so that's been an adjustment too, and I think the way that I handled it at first was just not sleeping. Was that I would I would willingly spend time during the day uh, with my wife and my daughter, uh, helping out and, and doing whatever, and going to the park. Uh, but then when I got home uh, and after they went to bed, then hopping on for like my real work shift yeah, uh, and, and really burning the candle on both ends. And it was, I, I had to, I had to do it and I was willing to do it. I wouldn't change what I did for the first year there. Uh, Cause I got to spend a lot of time with her, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's definitely tricky and it's not really sustainable <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, so I think, if I didn't even answer the question there, I kind of just gave a story. I didn't say how I managed. I just said I kind of did. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, like, I think, I think usually when people ask for advice, they're they're asking, they're not asking for advice. They're asking for asking for your a story. Prescri- they're, no, they're asking for a prescription. Like, tell me exactly what to do. <laughs> right. You know, um, and I think that you know it's one of those things where it's different for everybody and. And a lot of people that I've that I've met, like they say, you know, it's like super hard, and um, 
and many of them, you know, end up going back to full-time employment or working elsewhere or, you know, renting an office or something because they can't do it. Right. But I don't know. I think just because something's hard doesn't mean it's not, you know, worth it. Right. Um, at least that's my take on it. And, and of course it's super hard. Like when I, just like you, when I adjusted with my first kid, uh, I always have said that going from zero to one kid is the hardest, you know, adding a second For or sure. third nowhere near as hard because it's a whole lifestyle change. Everything about what you're right. used to is totally different, especially when it comes to work. If you're working from home, and uh, and you every time your butt sits in the chair, boom, you got to pop up because something else you got to do, you know. And um, right. and there is no zone mode like there used to be. Um, but you know, once you get into a groove, you figure it out. You work around it because you're a human being and you're adaptable. But I think <laughs> I think if you think it's going to be easier, if you're looking for some advice, some way to make it easy, just don't expect that. Expect it to be hard. And if it's something you really want, then you can push through it. Like it's, I did the same thing. I stayed up, yeah, late, and I still do. But um, you know, it's it's worth it to to be able to yeah, make I, kids. I definitely agree with that. And, and yeah, like I said, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't change. It was tough, and it was maybe not the best thing to do for uh, just general health or well-being. But mm-hmm. it was. Uh, I wouldn't change it for anything. I got to. I got the best of both worlds. I still got my zone time in uh, when everyone else was asleep, and I also got the time to spend with them during the day, which, yeah, which is worth it. Yep, yep. And I think like um, you know, it's like this whole idea of a work-life balance, right? But I am so in disagreement with that because it's <laughs> for me it's a life life balance, right? People think of work as this It's all life. Yeah. People think of work as like it's not my life, it's my work. Well then what the pills? Like you spend most of your time at work. It doesn't matter who you are unless you're working part time or something. You spend most of your time at work. So is that not your life? I mean, is that just like a time when your your mind is blank and you don't exist? I mean, like that's your life, you know? And um and the same when you're at home, it's it's your life at home, and uh, striking a balance is is not something that happens. It's something that you're always trying to do. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, you have to sacrifice stuff if you want this other thing, right? So if you want to be around your kids sure. all the time, you've got to sacrifice your time like massively, and you got to be cool with that. It's going to be hard, and you just got to be cool with that. And eventually, maybe one day. My hope is that I'll do something that makes me a lot of money, so I cannot <laughs> not work so much. You know, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Then it's then it's real life, life. <laughs> then it's real life, life. But um, but I, I don't know. I, I'm blessed. You know, I I like what I do a lot, so it's it's all good for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and even though it's it's definitely not the most healthy thing, but I think our industry in general, just what you have to do, sit down all day, is definitely not the most healthy thing you could be doing. Right. When I used to work construction, I feel like that was vastly more healthy. Obviously, you know. Um, is totally different lifestyle and everything, but um, physically, it's it's way better for you. Yeah, for sure. And I think I I agree with that. And I think most, I think maybe it's just the fact that when you, someone thinks of or is going through the whole working from home thing, maybe the the in your face uh, aspect of the whole life life balance thing, it makes it a little harder to um, to fathom or you know at least more of a concerned uh, point. Yeah. Then if someone's just going into an office building for eight or nine hours a day, and they're like, "Okay, I need to, I need to manage these two things, and 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 how do I balance it?" Um, I don't know, but yeah, I agree. When I don't really even think about it like that. When I'm <laughs> when I'm working, when I'm hanging out, when I'm running errands, it's it's all it's all the same bucket. There's no real balancing. It's just kind of uh, juggling. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Life gets crazy when you have kids. Like, 
and not necessarily because of the kids themselves. It's just because of all the other things that go along with it. Um, and uh, you just got to be cool with that. <laughs> but I don't know. I think about back when I used to, um, you know, like pre-kids, like I was like, my goodness, dude, you can just do whatever you want. And the key here is the whenever you want, dude. You don't ever get the whenever you want back until your kids are like way grown up. So I'm still not to the whenever I want anymore. But I can't wait for the day for the whenever I want, man. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> it will be great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it myself. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you, so what do you find is the biggest, you, so you've got three kids, correct? Yeah. I've got one, mm-hmm. which I think you've, uh, you've told me before is I, I might as well be single. Yeah. Uh, if I've only got, if I've only got <laughs> one kid. So my question is what is the, what's the biggest hurdle? What's the hardest part of having multiple, uh, you know, my, my daughter's one. So we're, we're literally just like all of our focus is on her and is she going to start walking? Is she, uh, is she okay? What's she, why is she making that face? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you have three on top of everything else that you, that you juggle, which is a lot, uh, what, what's the biggest obstacle? Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like we just had dinner with some new friends we met, um, here in this new city, uh, tonight. And, at the end of the dinner we had over at their house, like their son who is, um, I think he yeah, just turned two. He like threw a piece of food across the table, like really no big deal. just like a little noodle. And his, his parents didn't get mad or anything like that. They were just like, oh, I can't believe he did that. He's never done that before. That kind of thing. Like looking at each other, embarrassed, you know, but I'm like, who cares? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I told him, I was like, you're worried right now because it's your first kid, but wait till you have your second or third. You're just going to be like, oh, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter, you know, like, and that's right. how it is. That's like how I can describe it. It's like with your first kid, everything matters because you have unlimited time to like step through every, every second of their life with them. You know, it's like right. two on one. And once you add more kids, it's not that you don't want to do that. It's just that when you're trying to experience that moment with your kid, you got, you know, one or two other kids, you know, tugging on your shirt, asking you to look at what they're doing too, you know? And so it just becomes this thing where you have to be like, all right, it's, you know, that was our first kid. It's not going to happen again that way. It's just a, it's a magnification level thing. Yeah. You have to zoom out slightly. Yeah, totally. Yep. And it's exactly how it is. And so, um, yeah, we just try to do as much documentation with our current kids as as we did with our first one and um you know like as far as photos and videos which we're we're pretty good about but um it's not the same as it was with our first kid because he's the only one in the frame the whole time (laughs) so now like when you pull the video the other kids want to be in the video too so you know it's it's just it's different i think like i said i think the hardest for me was going from zero to one kids Mm. and then me too. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? And uh, but adding on every kid, it's just it's not any. Um, it's it's very small amount, like more difficult. Uh, it's just a massively more amount of time um, spent right. with them, obviously, and rightly so. It's not like it's a bad thing or anything like that. But um, as far as like work goes, it's just uh, even even less time to do it during the normal hours, right? So you have to spend if you want to, you have to spend. Uh, time in the in the wee hours otherwise ain't nothing gonna happen so right that seems to be the theme so far it's hard not bad yeah oh yeah but worth it yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's it's not bad at all and um i don't know it's for me it took a while just to be like to look at my situation when i was getting frustrated that i had to keep like breaking my concentration and be like you know what i gotta figure out what's more important here 
and then just make right. a mental decision to be like, all right, my kids and my my at that time my kid and my wife are more important than work. So when I get an interruption, I can't consider an interruption. Really, work is the thing that's like interrupting what's going on here, our family, you know. So for sure, once I made a mental switch just to uh, consciously do that, then things became way easier, and um, and it's just easier to look at it that way. And I think I know a lot of people view me in the industry as someone who's like a workaholic. How do I have any time for my f- right. family and all that kind of stuff? And you know, it's really too bad that it's that way because it doesn't have to be that way. And I think unless you're in that situation uh, where you have kids and you work from home. You don't. You can't really make that judgment of like, uh, this guy never spends time with his family. Because in reality, I honestly think I spend more time with my family than anybody I know who works at a job. Like vastly more time because I spend, I spend my mornings with them. I spend my afternoons with them. I spend my evenings with them. I and and my nights. You know, like literally all day long. Uh, they're in and out of my office. They're, you know, I, t- I eat lunch with them. Uh, I'm with them for a couple hours yeah. in the morning. Like. That's awesome, and so it, it it's great, and and I think that um, that is what allows me to still be able to work a lot is the fact that I see them all day. If I if I hadn't if I didn't see them all day, you know, I left before they woke up and I got home, you know, around dinner time, it would be a very different story. I wouldn't really want to spend time working after, you know, during the evening time because that would be my sure. only time with them. You know, uh, yeah, I wholly agree with that. So I think I'm in a very fortunate position where. I can spend my nights working because of the fact that I've been with them all day long, that kind of thing. And, you know, working yeah. for yourself, you can be like, let's go to Legoland today because <laughs> there's no crowds. So. I deserve a raise. <laughs> yeah, that one's harder because <laughs> that requires people buying your stuff. Um, yeah. So how about that? Let's talk about some things as far as selling uh, product and stuff. And I don't know, maybe – just briefly talk about some of the things you've got that you're working on or um, I don't know, it's in the app store or people can buy or... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so some of my recent apps, the one that I mentioned already just finished uh, is called Reissued. It's a it's a pretty neat little app. Uh, had some fun designing that one. Uh, it's a, it's an app that lets people... Right now a curated list, a curated set of, of kind of these legit sellers uh, sell vintage one of a kind one off items super visual super uh, uh super low chrome throughout the app uh definitely lets the content do the talking um that one's pretty fun that one's out that that's been out for about a month and a half uh worth checking out it's free uh until you go want to go buy that $500 guitar from Tom DeLonge that you see in there yes uh at which point it's no longer free yes you, it costs $500 yes um, Which is super oh, yeah, pretty app, by the way. For people. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, and then I I built a an email app, and then subsequently did a a full overhaul of said email app, and then I talked about it at ValioCon uh, this past summer. Uh, I, I heard that's a conference me. for just complete douchebags. Yeah, it's weird. There's there's like twelve people there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And having talked about it, I was actually then inspired to go completely rebuild uh, the way that the email app handles syncing, just because I was I was kind of dissatisfied with it. And <laughs> talking about it in front of people kind of was like, oh, maybe I should fix this before people start going and potentially downloading it. Uh, so that one's that one's pretty cool. That's free. That's out there. Maybe maybe I'm 
shouldn't be making these apps free. Uh, <laughs> I'm picking up on a on a trend. Maybe this is why I'm I'm not making any money. Um, <laughs> no, and then a, a, another free game. Uh, it's a free app called a uh, Interstellar Boundary Dodger, which is a sweet name. Yes, it is. Uh, a fun little kind of Flappy Bird ish. Which is which is just the new way of saying a helicopter game, right? That's the style. Yeah, uh, but it's pretty neat. Did, I did the music for it. I did this pixel, uh, you know, eight bit style. I didn't realize you did uh, the music for it. That's awesome. Heck yeah! Uh, some some sweet little uh, sound effects. Anyway, that one's also free, but there's ads in that one, so you could you can actually fathom how I'm potentially making money if if several thousands of people felt like downloading it. Um, Go down. Yeah, that's that's kind of those are my big ones. Those are what's out there right now. And that's uh, they can find all that at your website, right? What's that? They can find all those links at your website. They can, and in addition to several more, my website is aliox.com. A e l i o x. And we'll put it on the show notes too. Please do. Click on it. Yeah. What do you What do you got going? Uh nothing. Absolutely nothing. I made reference to a conference for douchebags called ValueCon, and i was jesting in case you don't know me i'm the guy who puts it on me and my buddy matt deloach and it's definitely not for douchebags i was just joking with myself um super cool actually really really cool people yeah i know it is um awesome people show up every year uh and we're gonna do it again next year so um let's do it again yeah videos are gonna be coming out soon uh from the talks which in case you don't know ValueCon just happened at the beginning of june and then uh, we'll be doing it next year. It's in San Diego on the beach, on the sand. It's super cool. Um, you should Can't you should it. come out to it next year, uh, 2015. Um, but so I see I got ValueCon I do. I actually have, and we're opening next month, a, a restaurant, a brewery, and a winery. The winery's been around for a couple of years. My buddy Matt Deloach and uh, James Malone, they started it. And Matt is the guy who who runs ValueCon with me, he and I put that on. And, um, but I recently became partner and am uh, a part owner in Abnormal, the name of the company. So Abnormal Wine, and then um, we have Abnormal Brewery, which we just got all our tanks in. It's, it's freaking amazing. This, and, and we gutted out this huge 6,000-square-foot um, uh, building, and that's going to be our um, restaurant, and it'll be all open um, – Open floor plan and open kitchen, open brewery, so you can see into the brewery. You can see the brewers That's stirring awesome. the stuff with the big sticks. Um, and the rest, the tons, yeah. And the restaurant is going to be called well, it is called Cork and Craft, and it's in Poway, which is in San Diego. And uh, it's going to be opening up next month. Unfortunately, I won't be there for the opening because I moved. You're not coming down for it? Uh, I can't, but um, I wish I could. But bring the, bring the kids. Yeah, <laughs> we just got here like two weeks ago, so. Um, <laughs> But uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So that's at abnormalwine.com. Uh, you go there, abnormalbeer.com. Uh, and I'm going to be handling all of the branding and stuff. And so I'm rebranding the wine and then now branding the beer for the first time in the restaurant, of course, for the first time. Going to be working on all the interior signage and menus and all that kind of jazz, which would be cool. It's going to be like a fancy, a fancy French restaurant. And we're going to do beer a little differently. It's going to be good. We're not gonna. You're gonna have your your belly gym. My belly gym. Yeah, we're not gonna go the normal route of like finding a distributor and then like trying to get into stores like every other brewery does. We're gonna go direct to consumer. So I'm actually making an NPM module where you can just do 
you just type in your command line, abnormal, pour, and the name of the beer, and it'll show up at your doorstep, which would be cool. So you can buy beer from I'm the in. command line. I'm in. I'll do yes, it. Yes, it'll be the first of its kind. <laughs> um, and we're going to do a lot of beer education and post videos. It's it's going to be freaking fantastic. Can't wait to get going on it. So this first year of it all is going to be getting everything set up and going. And the second year will be just like go crazy, have fun time, which would be cool. So anyways, I'm doing that. Nice. And then I got this awesome app called Plasso, which I built all of myself and run myself still. Um, I'm going to try to take it huge here. Maybe the end of this year, try to raise some money or something for it, try to go that route. But it uh, handles payments, and it's basically my end goal is to compete with PayPal. And right now it's like a, it's like a user-friendly interface for Stripe. Um, so you don't have to – the whole idea is you don't have to write a line of code and you can sell digital goods, physical goods, and uh, that's what it kind of does right now. And hopefully, once I get time, now that I'm done with client work and I can finally be back on my own, um, I'm going to be adding a lot of person-to-person payment stuff, so using Bitcoin in uh, bank payments, which would be great. because the idea Sweet. with Plasso is not just to be another store. It's also to be a payments app, and it'll be cool. So that's going really well, and... I'm actually now proud to say I'm able to support myself on Plaza now, so that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, before it's legit. Yeah, before this, it was Pictos. My stupid little icons supported me for like three years. We we all know Pictos. Yeah, it's insane. Very lucky there. And so now Plaza, which is a culmination of a lot of hard work. Before Plaza, I had another digital delivery uh, app called Quixly that I launched in 2009, so I was working on it for a full year before that. So this isn't like no overnight success, man. It's been years <laughs> and years. Um, and then, Congrats. And then Filtron will be out soon. Karen's working on that with me too. Yeah. It's going to change the way photo filtering works. Got a Mac app and an iPhone app. It'd be great. So those are my main deals that I got going on now. But, um, yeah, that's how I make my money. Is when does the uh, when does the restaurant open? The restaurant opens in late August. So right now we're Sweet. actually staffing up with um, hiring waiters and hostess and those kind of people. And we have like a, an executive chef who came from a super fancy restaurant in downtown San Diego, and he's got his own kitchen staff, sous chef, and all the nine. And um, and then we have a, a head brewer who came from Carl Strauss, Quick Carl Strauss, which uh, in San Diego is a big brewery. Um. And uh, they've been around for like 30 years. Actually, since the 80s. Is that 40 years now? I don't know. I uh, can't do math. So, a long time. <laughs> how, how old am I? I think it's almost 40. 19, 19, uh, it'll be almost 40 years. But um, 30 years, 30 some odd years. Anyways, he left there and he's, he's our head brewer. And uh, so he's working on uh, the beer list. And we're going to start with kegs first, sell them to other pubs and, and restaurants mm-hmm. first. And then we'll start um, canning and bottling. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be cool. And um, yeah, I'm super excited for it. So you hear updates throughout this podcast on that kind of stuff, and especially when you can buy beer, which would be great. Um, and probably unfortunately to a lot of you, but very fortunate for me and people like me, um, it's not going to be some crazy Pacific Northwest hophead beer company because I do not like hops. tastes like weeds to me. And I've tried for years. My buddy Jeremy is a home brewer, super, super good brewer in um, Carlsbad. He makes all the beers for ValueCon. So if you've been to ValueCon, you've had his beers. Um, 
he's always trying to tell me that if I just keep drinking it enough, I'll like it. It's true. But it's been years, true. and I've been trying them. Still nothing. I still try them to just, you know, just to educate myself and stuff, but I just cannot stand the <laughs> Just flavor. to please everybody yeah, else. Yeah, I, I can't stand it. So I'm into... Well, right. I'm into the other kind of ales, like Belgian ales and stuff like that. So I like ambers and browns and blondes. I, I was that way when I lived in Colorado. I was very, very much uh, against, uh, you know, high, high hops, uh, yeah. the big IPAs. Even the even the little IPAs, I couldn't really handle. But since moving out here, what, four years ago, uh, I am all aboard the, the IPA train. Disgusting. And now, it, now it's to the point where I even associate it with beer. Like when Disgusting. I crave a beer, it's not craving... Uh, in amber, it's craving an IPA. So disgusting. So maybe, up in yeah, Portland, I don't know. the big maybe it works. The big uh, brew house in Portland is Woodmere, one of them. And right. So I just got a six pack of their uh, summer blonde, and there's even hops in it. Gosh dang it! I was hoping there wouldn't be, and I could just taste this tinge. <laughs> it's, it's Pacific Northwest. They can't keep it out of anything. Like, oh, let's do a Belgian with hops. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so dumb. But anyways, we'll have. Uh, some we'll probably have an IPA and you know something with hops in it because people are going to want it. But it's yeah, it's so kind. That's got not it. where my heart is, and that's not where their heart is. So that's how it's going to be. You can get your hops elsewhere. You come to us for the good stuff. <laughs> Bring your own hops. Yeah. <laughs> Byoh, oh, man, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> but anyhow, it's if you follow Abnormal on Facebook, um, I'll get links up. It's super legitimate. Like we have six giant beer tanks. Um, I'm forgetting the actual term terminology, but uh, tons, right? Are they called tons? Yeah, something like that. But they're huge. You got to got to have like a you know steel ladder staircase to get up to them. We got like six of them because we have a huge restaurant and huge space. So we have a wine cellar in there, uh, the brew house, which is which is has its own um, uh, it has its own heating and cooling system, like. Um, Air temperature thing? What the heck is that called? I'm trying to... Environment, not environment. Um, you know what I'm saying. It's heated and cooled separately from everything else, including the floors. And it's all it's all encased in glass walls instead of regular walls. So you can see into it from the restaurant. And um, anyways, it's going to be killer. Fancy. So, yeah, that's that. Um, but hey, you know what? That is about all I have for this episode of, of introducing us to our audience, hopefully our future audience. Um, do you have anything else you want to mention, say, or anything? I think that's enough. If it's not enough, uh, we, can, we can do more. We can do more, yes. So future episodes, we'll be talking less about ourselves in this kind of way as like an introduction and more about what we do and things we're working on in, in the tech world in general. Um, but um, hope you guys enjoyed this first episode, getting a little... Look into Kieran and I, and um, we'll see you back for more future episode of Narwhals. Say peace out. See you, everybody. See you.